If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contractor pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. Welcome to Locked On Eagles, your source for the best Philadelphia Eagles news and analysis. I am your host, Michael Kist. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael J. Kist, that's K-I-S-T, and you can also follow my work at Inside the Pylon, Breaking Football, and Grandstand Sports Network. As always, I am with my co-host, Benjamin Solak of Bleeding Green Nation and NDT Scouting. You can follow him on Twitter at Benjamin Solak, that's S-O-L-A-K. Ben, how you doing, brother? Oh, life is a dream, my friend. Thanks for asking. We got a good pod today. Last one before the first regular season game. Got a good guest today. Feeling good. Yeah, so we are recording this before the Thursday night game, the Patriots and the Chiefs. So forgive us if we don't know the outcome of that yet. Patriots win, by the way. (laughs) And what we decided to do for our preview of Redskins versus Eagles is we are going to bring on my boy, the master of the BOFA, Jimmy Kemsky. Jimmy, how you doing, brother? Good. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Normally, I get no, normally I get stick figures when I get introduced. Both <laughs> is a nice little uh, change up. Hey. Maestro of Microsoft Paint. Yeah, Jimmy Kemsky, man. <laughs> I like it. All right. So uh, the first thing I want you to tell our listeners, if they're not familiar with you, which would be crazy if they aren't, because if they know us, they definitely know you. But let everybody know where they can find your work. Uh, yeah, it's Philly Voice, phillyvoice.com. Or, uh, you know, you can just follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. Yeah, unless you want to get Bofood. Let's <laughs> let's get into the injury report here that just got released today as far as the participation and practices. For the Eagles, it's looking really clean. Uh, we look really healthy. No limited participation. We had some guys on full participation. Hicks with a quadricep is notable. Brandon Graham with the triceps. Uh, uh, Nick Foles with his elbow, of course, has been the story of the offseason. What is interesting to me is the Washington Redskins injury report. Jamison Crowder was just put on limited uh, participation participation with a hip injury. Jimmy, how do you think that impacts how the Redskins do offensively against the uh, the Eagles defense? Oh yeah, if he's either out or if he's hampered in any way, that's big. I mean, because I think when you look at the Eagles defense and you know, just the Redskins offense as a whole, Redskins are downgrading at wide receiver on the outside with, you know, going from Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon to Terrell Pryor and and then they're moving the you know last year's rookie up. Mm-hmm. His name is escaping me for some reason right now. Josh Doxon. Um, yes, Josh Doxon. Yes, thank you. But on the inside, they're really dangerous there. So they have Jordan Reed, obviously, on the inside, and then they have Jameson Crowder there. Both of those guys have hurt the Eagles in the past, although uh, in more recent years, it's been more uh, Deshaun and, and Pierre on the outside that have really hurt them. But Crowder is a bad matchup for the Eagles, in my opinion, because you need to get up on one of your slot corners on them. Because at the tight end position, you know, they're, they're more than likely going to match up Malcolm Jenkins on Jordan Reed. That's at least what the Redskins think the Eagles are going to do, and that's what the Eagles have done in recent years. And he's done actually a pretty good job on Jordan Reed. It's been when Kendricks has been on Reed where they've kind of really <laughs> hurt him there. But uh, you look at what the Eagles have defensively, and I think uh, Darby's fine on the outside. I think he will be fine. Mills was, you know, really improved in my opinion, throughout training camp in the preseason when you compare it to what he did last year in training camp in the preseason. Mm. But on the inside, man, their corner situation, the slot corner situation is is really iffy. I mean, Patrick Robinson played some decent slot corner 
in 2015 with the Chargers. That got him a decent payday in Indianapolis the following year where they moved him outside. He stunk. And he was also uh, injured for most of the season. So, you know, he's going to be back in the slot corner this year. But handling a guy like Crowder after he had really a, an awful start to training camp, he got a little better as it, as it went on. He played a little bit better in the preseason, but was just brutal early in training camp. Mm. That's a matchup that I think the, the Redskins would have looked to exploit. But if he can't play or if he's limited, then then that's trouble. For, that's trouble for the Redskins. Yeah, I agree. And uh, or one quick question about our cornerback situation. You've been around the building. Do you think you've seen any change in Ronald Darby's play since he's gone from uh, 35 to 41? Because analytics, <laughs> analytics would tell you that 35 <laughs> is an awful number uh, historically for cornerbacks and especially for Philadelphia Eagles. But do you think he performs any better with the 41 number on him? Is that true? Is there actually uh, – do you have examples of, no, of okay. other- no, it's not corners. true. No, Mike, we, has no. This, okay, Mike has this massive thing with jersey numbers that I do not understand, Jimmy. It's very important. <laughs> it makes no sense. Can he explain the change? So I, I went up to him and I asked him all, all about the numbers a few days ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, why'd you get take 41? Because I didn't think 41 was a good number either. And I think it's better than 35, but there are other numbers that, that are open that I thought were better. For example, I thought 33 might be better. And then he started explaining. He's like, "No, 33 is terrible. It looks, it's like it's too big. There's too much going on." So he didn't want like anything in the 30s. And uh, Dexter McDougal is like a couple lockers down from him. Dexter McDougal is 36. So he's saying to McDougal, Do, uh, "You know, sh- show them your jersey." And he and like we look at his jersey, and he's like, "See how horrible that is." <laughs> what? <laughs> he's like, he's he, he's like, it's way too top heavy. He wanted more like of a he wanted more like a lead. Most type of, of the number. six is at the bottom. I don't get this, man. Well, no, no, not not the eagle six. So the eagle six, their font is awful right. because the it the, the top of the six it goes up and then around and down. When the jersey bunches up a little bit, it almost looks like an eight. It's like during training camp, it's horrible trying to decipher between you know two different numbers sometimes so yeah he was kind of making fun of mcdougall's number at 36 and and uh he, he felt that 41 was a lot more lean yeah look All right, i'm gonna be honest i just looked up zach zach Ertz's jersey and yeah that's six is uh-huh. ugly all right i'm gonna take it back yeah it's terrible uh, uh, it. yeah it's, that's not good so for the number 35 ben called me a liar here but we went over this list real quickly uh earlier in the week or last <laughs> week the pp host forrest mcpherson text Leon decker denzel rice terrell watson trevor lindley nick graham bruce perry chris warren mike coleman mark codnickisini i messed it up the first time too there is no one with it no one with 35 that has contributed to the eagles in a meaningful way so i'm going to call you out on that ben you had you you had me on at trevor lindley <laughs> Only Mike Kist would have Jimmy Kemsky of Philly voice for like 20 minutes and spend five of it talking about jersey numbers. <laughs> hey, it's important. It's absolutely important, and the analytics show it, Ben. Uh, ben, look, we talked the other day about over-unders for the season for the Eagles, and one of the things that Jimmy is really responsible for about seven-eighths of my Philadelphia Eagles followers on Twitter because when I did my extensive Derek Barnett thread, I replied to it to, to Jimmy when he was talking about Barnett, and he plugged it for me in a, in a couple of different places. So we put the over-under at four-and-a-half sacks, being possibly being a rotational player, so on and so forth. Have you seen enough from him in in camp and in preseason? And then do you have the confidence that he's going to get the number of snaps needed to get above that 4.5 number? 
I do. I think I would take the over confidently on uh, 4.5 for one reason, ankle flexion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but seriously, though. <laughs> but no, actually, uh, yeah, I'd take the over on that. I think he's going to get plenty of snaps. I mean, I think he showed in the preseason that he's able to get to the quarterback. I mean, he's not going against guys like Trent Williams, obviously, in, in the preseason like he will in week one. But I think he's going to get plenty of snaps because, you know, his competition there is Vinny Curry. Vinny Curry is basically what he is. I mean, he's basically the same guy he's been over the last three, four years. You know, I, he had he did have the one productive season. I think it was, what, 2013, where he had mm-hmm. nine sacks and he had four forced fumbles. And he actually had a number of sacks kind of taken away by penalty that year. But he's kind of been invisible pretty much for the for the entirety of his, of his career otherwise. And they yeah. gave him kind of a weird contract based on what they thought he might be as opposed to what he actually was. Anyway, Vinny's more than likely going to be gone next year because mm. if they cut him, they're going to save somewhere in the ballpark of about $6 million. If they keep him, then he's going to count for $11 million on their cap. And mm. I just yeah. don't see that happening. So I think they want to get Barnett involved, and I think they're going to get Barnett involved in the money situations. Mm. So by that, I mean like when they're in second and long and third and long. Barnett's going to be on the field, and Vinny's going to come off, because I think Barnett is already the better pass rusher than Vinny. But it's not like Vinny's going to not play. Vinny might get more snaps than Barnett. But again, like I said, I think they're going to give the money ones to Barnett. Ben, any thoughts or any over-unders or any other questions uh, for our friend Jimmy here? I'll toss it to you. Sure thing. So let me ask you then, Jimmy, if I were to ask you, you know, a breakout player for the Eagles, somebody who you really think is going to step up this season, are you going Barnett or are you going somebody else? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I hadn't really given Nelson that a lot Aguilar, of maybe? Stop it, Michael. Yeah, I'm not on that so much. <laughs> I mean, here's what I'll say about Aguilar, just not, uh, as a filibuster to me thinking of a, a player that's a breakout. Good move. <laughs> pro podcast move right there. <laughs> but uh, but it's not really so pro if you say what, you, what you're doing. Oh, right. oh, that's true. That's true. It's- Aguilar... While he made a lot of really good plays in camp, like he, he made some explosive plays during training camp and really didn't do too much of anything in the preseason, there were still a lot of drops. So, like, I didn't really see much in the way of improvement there. I think people just kind of saw him going, oh, wow, he's actually doing something and got all <laughs> fired up about it. But yeah. I heard still receiver really still dropped a lot of passes and he dropped a, a pass in the first preseason game. So I'm still very much in wait and see mode on on uh, old Nelson Aguilar. You know, I think he's you know maybe going to make more plays than he has over the last two years, at least when he's gotten when, at least when he gets his opportunities. But there's still something to, to to worry about there. As far as breakout player, look at the receiver position. No tight end. Nah, I'm not really sold on Burton. O line. No D line. You know, Brandon Graham is like so. Mm. Uh, Brandon Graham is nice. a really good player, and I think people who you know watch him and kind of understand what he brings to the table, you know, they understand that he that he's that he can really play despite the the low number of sacks. I think this year maybe the sacks. I, th- I think they come this year because when you look at what they have on the rest of the D line, Benny Logan really didn't help him. He was a good player as far as defending the run, but as far as a guy that that was getting to the passer and really making opposing offensive lines pay for giving added attention to to guys like Cox and Graham, it just didn't do it. And then on the other side. You had Connor Barman over there. It was basically useless last season. They just, they just, whoever they were playing, they just take their left tackle and say, all right, take care of Barwin, and then we'll give help elsewhere. So now that you have maybe Barnett on the other side, I think Vinny Curry is a little bit better pass rusher than, than Connor Barwin is. You've got to have some better options over there. You're going to have Timmy Jordan get in there instead of, uh, instead of Benny Logan, who's you know, definitely a better pass rusher than, than, than Benny Logan was. So I think all, you know, all that, the better components on that defensive line are going to make it easier for Brandon Graham to get to the quarterback. Awesome. All right, then. So last one from me. If I were to ask you, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive unit at the end of the year will be a top 
blank unit. Give me a number. Where are you thinking? 12. Top 12. Wow. How about the defensive line? Just the front four. Uh, they're up there. I, I Here's my problem with the defensive line. They don't have that one star edge rusher that opposing offenses really have the game plan for. Mm-hmm. And maybe they will in time. I don't know. But uh, they just don't have that guy. They don't have the Von Miller. They don't have like the, you know, the Khalil Mack. They don't have the Joey Bosa. They don't have the guy like that, that can, that really have the game plan for heading into a, you know, heading into any, any, any matchup. What they do have is a, is a mix of really good players. I think that's a little bit more blockable than just the one guy. that's just a, an absolute right. terror right. at times. But uh, yeah, I'd probably put them somewhere in the, in the five to 10 range. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person and SeatGeek will help you get closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I actually just used SeatGeek to buy tickets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New England Patriots in Week 5. It was super easy. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and to find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LONFL today. That's promo code LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Last question before we get to the predictions for this Philadelphia Eagles-Washington Redskins game. We kept a bunch of running backs. What is the deal with that, Jimmy? What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, well, two of them aren't going to be active anytime soon. So, I mean, when when the 53-man roster comes out, people like me like lose their mind. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, why did they keep that guy? Why did they, why'd they cut that guy? At the end of the day, no, those guys are going to play anyway. And actually, the way it worked out, is the guys that they cut that that I should that I thought they should have kept instead of a guy like Corey Clement, for example, like a Billy Brown, for example, he he winds up back, getting back to the practice squad anyway. So it was you know it was it was all just a lot of wasted energy complaining <laughs> about that kind of thing because those guys aren't going to play anyway. Would I keep five running backs? No. Would I keep Pumphrey? I'd can strongly consider cutting him. Would I keep Clement? I, don't, I think Clement's a dime a dozen guy who basically yeah. runs hard, which is fine, but he isn't fast. He didn't catch the ball well. Didn't pass protect well, at least at Wisconsin he didn't. I mean, you can find that guy anywhere. You can find him every year. You can mm-hmm. find him on the street. Not a guy that I'd really waste a lot of energy making sure I keep on my 53-man roster all year if he's not going to play. But that's what they did. They see something in him that, that I don't. They see something in Pumphrey that I don't so far. But again, it really doesn't matter because those guys aren't going to play. In fact, if there are injuries that occur to you know either Smallwood, Blunt, or Sproles, it really wouldn't shock me. Like if there was a significant injury, as in they're going to be out for mm-hmm. a, a you know a sustained period of time, it wouldn't be surprising if they signed somebody off the street instead of making Pumphrey or Clement active. So, um, you know, again, it's just they're, they're just they're just filling out. Our, you only dress forty six on game day. Uh, you keep forty, 
53 rather on your roster. Those guys are just going to be parked on the on the inactive list. All right. Season. Yeah, and congratulations, Jimmy. You are now the third person on this podcast of a three-person list to call Corey Clement a jag. <laughs> three for three. Who are the 100%, others? 100%, man. Uh, that would be myself and Mike. That would be literally <laughs> oh, all okay. of us here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does nothing. He does absolutely nothing for me. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, one thing I just remembered before we get into the prediction, uh, we talk offensive tackle all the time, possibly being a sneaky need. Uh, we were surprised that they subjected Dylan, oh, sure. Dylan Gordon to waivers. Um, what are the feelings of him around the building? I'm maybe not surprised that, that they were able to get him back to the practice squad. I would have, I would have been surprised if they got him back to the practice squad last year. Mm. But yeah. essentially, he didn't improve much from last year to this year. He had a really, really good camp, obviously, last year to make the team as an undrafted free agent. This year, I think they were a little bit disappointed in, in his progress. And, and he just didn't make the team. And, you know, they kept guys elsewhere. So, you know, I agree that the, that the tackle position is a big need. You look at Jason Peters and how old he is. Mm. There hasn't been a tackle as old as Peters that has started at left tackle specifically that has started at least 10 games since I think it was 2001 or 2002 Ooh. or something wow. like that. It was Lomas Brown for the, for the Giants, <laughs> you know, way like 15, 16 years ago. So we're in a little bit of uncharted waters in terms of um, guy his age starting a full season at left tackle. And there's another tackle in the league actually that's older than him by like a month or two and Andrew Whitworth. So it's those two guys that are kind of in the same bucket or Peters is just an absolute freak of nature to be playing the way he is mm. at how old he is. But, you know, they're going into a season again with, with a guy who at some point is really going to break down. It's a, it's a matter of when, not if. But the longer they can play that out or the longer, longer it doesn't happen, the better off obviously they'll be. Right. Because they have Lane Johnson. You know, he didn't play well at left tackle when he got his opportunities in, in the preseason this year. And, and uh, didn't didn't look a good didn't look all that good at times when uh, when he was even at, at right tackle. So I have no I have really no worries about him because he's athletic enough to to play either side and yeah. give him a full off season playing one side or the other. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. But we don't know what Halapulavati Vitae is at, at either spot. I mean, he got better as the season progressed last year. I don't know if he's a starter or not. So you know, I think they'll get a better idea of what they have at tackle when the season ends and and if they feel like they have to address it in the, in the draft and you know, that could be a possibility in the first round as well. Uh, absolutely, and we've talked about it before too. It's not easy kicking from right to left, especially when you don't have the reps. And Jerry Hughes is a very good NFL pass rusher, so there's always that as well. So, okay, let's get into the prediction, man. Jimmy, how do you have it? What's the final score? Who wins? What do you got? Yeah, I got the Eagles winning this game. Um, I feel like the Eagles got better this off season, and I feel like the Redskins did not. Uh, <laughs> frankly, I feel like the Redskins kind of took a step back. A, a lot of the matchups that that really favored the Redskins in the past, and we spoke earlier about Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon just kind of tearing apart the Eagles' corners. You know, that's one that that is you know not so much in their maybe may still be in their favor. I don't know, but it's certainly not to the extreme that it was previously. And then. On the other side, you know, the Eagles have better receivers than, than they have in the past. And, uh, I mean, the Eagles were at a mismatch. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, they were at a disadvantage wide receiver-wise against any team <laughs> yeah, that exactly. they played last year. So you could say they're going to close the gap on pretty much any team uh, at that spot, <laughs> uh, you know, heading into the season. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a decent it's a there, There's a lot of different matchups to really watch in this game. I think the interior of the uh, Redskins O-line isn't great. I do think their Sheriff is good. The other two guys, maybe not so much. Yeah, their offensive tackles are are are, are awesome. Mm. Obviously, you know, Trent Williams and, and Morgan Moses. So uh, I think if you're going to get pressure on Cousins, it's going to have to come up the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they can do that. Obviously, with with Cox and, and Jernigan in there. So yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a 
the, the, the Redskins were really a bad matchup problem in previous years for the Eagles, and I don't think that they are so much anymore. I think the Eagles are just better teams. So I got them winning, tw- I think I had them at 23-20 or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a close game, but I think they win. Yeah, I had it 24-21 Eagles. Ben, who you got? Oh, man, I got more faith in these guys. I've got 24-13 Eagles. I think this defense is I think that, I think this defense is better than we think it is, and I think that there's no way the Redskins are running the football. I don't I don't I haven't seen anything from their run game this year. They've got a knockoff LeGarrette Blunt and a knockoff Darren Sproles in that backfield, and that's about it. And so I don't see I think their offense gets one dimensional, and then I've always thought Kirk Cousins was more a product of Sean McVay than he was anything else, and McVay ain't there anymore. And so I, and I don't have faith in that offense to put up too many points. Give me 24-13 Eagles. Good boy too. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of the McVay angle, but but yeah, I, I agree there. They've got two new coordinators. They got a new defensive coordinator up in there as well. So yeah. there's a lot of question marks as far as what they're going to do in the regular season. I think the Eagles actually kind of snuck up on some people last year. I mean, I guess they kind of knew what Doug Peterson was going to run because they're going to run when Andy ran. But uh, and, but certainly that that was the case with Chip when they played the Redskins <laughs> that, 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 in that first game a few years oh, ago. What they, a game. They had no idea what was going to come. So yeah, I mean, that can kind of go both ways. But mm. in this case, where a team's just been slaughtering you over the last uh, over the last three years, then a change maybe isn't the worst thing. When you've got the amount of personnel change you did with the Redskins as well, 19 out of 53 on the roster did not dress for the Redskins last year. And so you've got new systems and new personnel. You know, you don't have that much rapport with your wide receivers when it comes to Cousins. You, know, you don't have the same continuity as front, uh, on the front seven. I think that detracts from it as well. We'll get to the last thing. Over, under, <laughs> uh, in which week does a squirrel run on the field for an Eagles game? I got in three. <laughs> what do you got, Jimmy? Yeah, I didn't even know that was happening. But uh, when, when that happened in the preseason game, everyone yeah. I just saw squirrel over the place on Twitter. I had no idea. I mean, the press <laughs> box, like, you don't have the TV there. Yeah. I'll go under on the on the squirrel. Under, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, Darren Sproles is starting week one. That's the squirrel right away, right? We've always had a squirrel <laughs> on the field. <laughs> That's right. All right, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we look forward to watching the game and seeing if your predictions come true. Hopefully uh, you're right on the Derek Barnett over as well. Just so you know, too, you've been talking with the traders since uh, uh, Ben decided that he was going to predict the Cowboys win a playoff game this year when we did our 2017 NFL season projections. So. <laughs> Why do you do this, Michael? <laughs> Why? It was like a great pod, and then you just want to chuck me under the bus at the last second. Unbelievable. That's how this dynamic works, man. I had them out. I had them. I legitimately, I have them out of the playoff. Oh wow! So who's who's winning the division, Jimmy? Giants. What? Oh wow! Oh, I said I said today on Twitter. I said there are three teams in this in this division. I think could possibly win it. And I just don't get the argument for the Giants. I don't get it. I think the Giants got worse where they were already bad, and they didn't get that much better where they were already good. Yeah, the O-line's garbage. I'll grant you that. But the defense is good. Skill players are good. I think they match up really well against Dallas specifically because, you know, like I said, their offensive line is garbage. But on the other hand, Cowboys' defensive line also garbage, so it doesn't hurt them as bad. And then you can kind of attack their their young and inexperienced uh, secondary with with your, you know, your kind of premier – skill position players so yeah i think uh if there's one team that's going to take dallas out it can be them i'm basically so i'm going on their defense i think their defense is good kind of uh at, well maybe not all three levels but certainly in their secondary is very good and then their, their defensive line is good too yeah, yeah. nfc east is a conundrum this year man definitely nfc east and the afc west are the two that are toughest to figure out and they play each other this year so those are gonna be some fun games 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, it is wide open, and a lot of the Giants, man, it, it all depends on Eli. Is he going to throw 27 interceptions, or is he going to keep it somewhat responsible? So we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> right. Hopefully it's 27. Uh, Jimmy, thank you again so much for coming on, brother. Okay, appreciate it. All right, and remember, uh, you got to keep it locked on here if you want some of this sweet, sweet betting action on these, on these squirrels, man. Keep it locked on here on Locked On Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.